Hello everyone, this is Mark and welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. I hope you have a good day and a great year. You know, it's April, it's 2018, the spring is here, I'm having a good time. Whether you're in Portugal or Japan or Spain or New Zealand, I hope you are on track uh, to find happiness in your life. Whether you're a dreamer or a doer or a little bit of both, I hope it's happening for you and for the people who are in your life. Today, I have a special guest, and I'm so excited. His name is Chris Ellis. He has a lot of stories, a lot of experience, a lot of uh, things that I didn't know about or didn't think about. So I want to bring him in, and so we can speak brave. Hey, Chris. Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yes, of course. I I value your opinion, and I want to learn from you. I want to kind of understand what's going on in your world, what are you working on, and uh, where are you going? So... Tell us about this new business you you are working on and trying to develop. Mark, I'm trying to help collectors, whether it be Disney pins, comic books, baseball cards, stamps, coins. I'm trying to help collectors make money with their collection. Mm -hmm. How do you monetize a collection? For most collectors, their collection just stays in their office at their house. It's in their closet. It's in their drawers. They just spend money creating the collection. They don't make money monetizing their collection. You know, that's that sucks. <laughs> and, you know, because you know, you spend so much money, right? But it's more than money. Probably it's it's time. Correct. It's time researching on the internet or at the library, maybe in meetings too, right? Right. You have to travel to meetings, you have to travel to the research place. So you invest time, energy. And money, and is a lot of collectors. Um, and we can talk about your specific what got you started, right? Sure. And what did get you started in this business? Right. Uh, I've uh, all through my, I have the affliction, the collecting disease. I've had it all my life. When I was a kid, I did comic books and baseball cards and Star Wars cards. Twelve years ago, I moved to Orlando, Florida. A lot of theme parks here. And they have this thing called Disney pin trading. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you go into the park and you have a necklace or a lanyard with Disney pins on them. Lapel pins, Titac pins. Mm -hmm. And you go up to a Disney employee, a cast member, and they will have a necklace of pins around their neck. And you say, I have this old Mickey Mouse pin that I don't want anymore. Will you trade me for that Donald Duck pin on your necklace? And they'll say yes. And you will have a interaction. Part of Disney pin trading is actually collecting the cool pins. But the second most important part is having a one-on-one interaction with somebody. Mm -hmm. In the age of email and texting, Mm -hmm. people still need and enjoy one-on-one contact, interaction. Absolutely. And we're we're both part of... um, Toastmasters, right? You know, yes. I talk about Toastmasters in this podcast. I recommend it. Um, I, I think as we move away from human contact, a, a lot of, you know, we do a lot of remote work. Uh, I think those people who invest in communicating well, have yes. a good interaction, will be successful, more successful than those who will not invest I, in those. I agree. Right? I agree. So, okay. I'm so, so over 12 years, I put together this p- Disney pin collection. It's about 1,000 pieces. 
And the thing that makes it unique mm -hmm. is the pins were manufactured from 1930 to 1954. I have a lot of the very first appearances of the Disney characters on pins. Wow. And in the collecting community, uh, let, let's take baseball cards. In baseball card collecting, the first appearances, the rookie cards, mm -hmm. are the most expensive, most sought-after cards. In comic book collecting, the first appearance of Superman in a comic book, that's the most expensive comic, the most sought-after comic book. So, so my collection, I have these first appearances. Okay. And that's pretty significant, isn't it? Right. Okay. So... I have uh, been invited to showcase my collection and speak about my collection at Disney conventions. What? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Right now, there's a website that has 75,000 registered Disney pin traders wow. on this website. Wow. There's a second website that's kind of a, it sells a Disney pin trading book, mm -hmm. a book funnel website. Mm -hmm. It has 18,000 registered Disney pin traders wow. as friends out of 75 to 18,000 people I'm the person that's being invited to showcase my collection at the Disney conventions that's amazing you know I um, when you first told me this right I said okay we got to do the podcast interview about this because I don't know anything about pins or I don't know anything about trading but I want to understand right and it's a good story right yeah. you know it's a you have it's it's a community, isn't it? Yes, it it really is a community. That's the yeah. way to put it. Yeah, it is. It's a community, and um, so tell me what gets you, what gets you going with this? You know, like what what right. gets you? Uh, what was the juice? I want to understand. What, can you tell us? Well, three years ago, I was invited to present at this uh, Disney pin convention in California. Wow! Guess what? It was a paid gig. Paid so uh, let me just understand this so so somebody called you up yes found you they paid for you to go yes they paid for you to speak yes and you speak about something you love isn't that fantastic I think it's pretty damn good yeah. <laughs> you ask me it's it's good stuff it was a one hour presentation it was called the Ellis Collection the History of Disney Pins mm -hmm. 1930 to 1986 mm -hmm. it was about a one hour presentation about 140 slides. I had about 200 people show up. Wow. It went very successful. However, I had a problem. At this show, they provided me with a vendor table for free. I didn't have to pay for the vendor table. Yes. So I'm standing at the, at the table, and I didn't have anything to sell. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't have a book, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't have any inventory. People wanted to buy the pins in my 1,000-pin collection, but I didn't want to sell them. Mm -hmm. So for the past three years, I've been formulating a business plan. And I'm a Napoleon Hill. Uh, he, he's kind of my personal finance, personal uh, mentor. Napoleon Hill, he wrote books like Think and Grow Rich mm -hmm. and The Law of Success. Yes. So I started with his advice, create a dreams list. Okay create a dreams list you know uh chris if you have been following me on podcasts or doing any of my work i'm a dreamer i always dream about uh things i i like this podcast to be broadcasted on the international space station this yes. is one of my dreams and i always talk about my dreams with the people i care about 
Right. Because I believe, uh, I don't know if you ever read this uh, book, Alchemist, The Alchemist by Paulo yes. Coelho. When you truly want something, the entire universe will conspire to help you achieve it. Isn't it strange how that works? It, it does work. It does work. I don't know why or how. Uh, last year, I was taking classes with Darren LaCroix online uh, to be at his right. uh, station university. A few months later, he came to Orlando. I spent two or three days with him. And then at the end of those days, he invited me to be on stage with him, coaching people from the audience, which I watched him a few months before. Can you imagine? That is fantastic. Yeah. This, law, this law of attraction stuff, yes. I don't know how it works, but it kind of does. Law of attraction. Some people call it law of attention. Yeah. Okay. But let's, let's talk about your um, dream list. So I, I made a dream list, which formulated into a business plan. And number one, I just wanted to write a book. Mm -hmm. Number two, I wanted to create a website and blog about my pin collection. Mm -hmm. And uh, number three, I want to be a guest on podcasts. Yes. So I started with a list. And one thing that really helped me that, I can, that I'd like to share with viewers, I went out on the internet to research how to write a book. Mm -hmm. And there are all kinds of free YouTube videos, mm -hmm. all kinds of podcasts that tell you how to write a book. And one thing that I'd like to share with my customers in the collecting community, as I go through this experience, whatever it might be, this example is how to write a book, I'm going to document and blog about how I wrote a book about my collection. And then I'm going to create an online course of how, you know, how you can write a collector book about your individual collection. Okay, and that's coming up. Yes. And that's coming up. Yes. I, I'm interested about uh, writing a book uh, part. Specifically, I'm interested, um, what have you found that information that was not helpful? Was not helpful or maybe mm, waste of time? Or, and, and that's, uh, and the, it may be hard to gauge, right? What's right. a waste of time? Because everything can be a waste of time. But what have you found that could be helpful to the listeners? I would say when you are researching about achieving one of your goals, right. whether it be on a, a video or a podcast, you have to go through a lot of material. Yeah. It's worth it. Some, some, sometimes uh, when I looked at writing a book, I found a, a bunch of articles and videos about uh, just a, a word book. Mm -hmm. My book will be more of a picture book. Mm -hmm. But I waded through all the stuff, and eventually you find a creator that you resonate with, that you yes. like, mm -hmm. and you uh, have that person as your mentor, right. and take their good ideas and adjust it to help you achieve your goal, right. your dream. I, I love that. I love that. Um, so you have to put in the work Yes. until you find somebody who... Um, has the same mentality, yeah. who speaks the same kind of language, and you get, yes, this is the yes. person I want to be with, uh, work with and become their mentor. Correct. You know what? Let, let's go a little wild here. Okay. okay. Just, you know, I know we're going to speak break, right? So what is your wildest dream that you can share? Just, you know, blurt it out. Maybe maybe some that person is listening. Maybe you want to meet a person or go somewhere, and, you know, we'll, then we'll continue with the rest of your business. Um, I want to make a personal branding empire. Personal branding empire. Yes. It sounds nice. What does that mean? <laughs> that means I want to help people in the collecting community yeah. 
I want followers of my website and writings. I want to get about 20,000 uh, collector followers. Okay. And I, it's not about making money. It's more about sharing my experiences with other people. In my customers, the one thing that all collectors say is, I don't have enough money. And I look at them and I'm like, what do you mean you don't have enough money? You have, let's just say as an example, a pin collection of 1,000 pins. Mm -hmm. Each pin costs $10. Mm -hmm. So your pin collection is $10,000. When they say, I don't have enough money to buy new pins, I would say to them, why don't you sell some pins on eBay? Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of the core philosophy of my business is to help people sell their old collectibles on eBay mm -hmm. to make money to buy new stuff. Okay. That's so, it. So you, um, so personal branding empire, one of the things that you see yourself as a business coach? Yes. Okay. Somebody, um, somebody who helps pink collect, uh, collectors? Correct. Collectors monetize their collection. Yes. Um, that's I think that's appropriate and, and that's very helpful because we're looking for role models. We're looking for people who are doing what we want to do. Um, what are the, some other obstacles that you have run into? Uh, you know what? Let's talk about failures. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. All right. Would, would you share maybe a biggest failure um, on embarrassing or because failures are really lessons. Right. And it's something that you can share with us that just say, you know what? This is what happened. This is what I learned from it. And this is where I am now. Right. Similar, similar to a lot of your guests, one of my failures is procrastination, time management. This will not be popular with some of the listeners, but my main failure was video games. I used to play video games two to three hours a night. Two to three hours for years. And instead of using that time to achieve my, my dreams and my goals, I was just playing a video game. So I looked at what I did during the day, you know, what I enjoyed doing versus what I did not enjoy doing. And I tried to reduce the things that I didn't enjoy mm -hmm. and uh, reduce the things that didn't help me achieve my goals, like video games, watching TV, and I replaced with things that helped me achieve my goals, whether it's writing a blog, mm -hmm. whether it's walking, exercising in the morning. Um, again, that, that's one of my main failures, but again, flipping it around and using my time more wisely to really achieve my dream. When you say, um, and the reason I, I'm grateful uh, that you're opening up and you sharing part of your story, because I think... When we have a courage to be vulnerable and to say, okay, yes, this is what I've done. Maybe you're going through something similar. You will connect. Yes. A lot of times. Uh, what I'm interested to know is what was, what was the switch? What was the switch that said, okay, because you could just now still invest your time in playing video games, right? Right. What, what was the switch that made you realize maybe that's not helpful? Right. Uh, was there 
a speech you heard or there's some somebody you met or this is just you said you know what it's enough it was last august i got another invitation to showcase my disney pin collection at a disney pin trading show mm-hmm. and after the show i'm like you know what you you need to you need to do something with your life you've been collecting for 12 years you always say you're going to write a book you always say you're going to start a business it's time to do it now. Now. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel that it was maybe a social um, pressure from all those people coming together and they're looking to you as a leader? And, no, and, it, it was a midlife crisis. Midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I appreciate the honesty. Uh, no, seriously, crisis, it's yeah. just like, come on, get off the couch. Let, let's do what you're going to say. Okay. You know? And... This is this is what uh, one of the um, luminary psychologists says. It's not what you say, uh, it's what you do. Correct. And I'd like to lead by example. And okay. I, I tell you, I have very good news. Yes. Um, since August, I've stopped playing video games, and my, my business plan is going gangbusters. I'm just so productive. I've created so much content. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I look back at it, I just, I just really smile. I feel like I've achieved a lot. Yeah. Okay. So let's go a little bit in different direction. Oh, well, not different, but along this line. How are you planning to measure your output in business? Right. What are the metrics that you have set for yourself that um, will help you, uh, right. guide you along? Are you doing this by yourself? I'm is, doing is there a-, a team of people. I mean, like those questions, like, so I need to know the metrics. Right. Are you going to measure it? And um, so- I am doing it by myself. Okay. Uh, some of the metrics are creating streams of revenue. Okay. So revenue stream number one is, uh, you know, helping collectors with blogs and monetizing your collection advice. So right now, I, I'm working on this cycle where on Monday, I create a 10 to 15 minute video okay. talking about... Uh, you know, some type of monetization advice. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, I take the text from my Monday video mm-hmm. and I create a blog out of that. Mm-hmm. On Friday, I use the audio from my Monday video and I use that for a podcast. So you repurposing? Repurposing. Repurposing. Evergreening. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Repurposing. Uh, do you mind to share what the tool? What are the tools you use, and what is the time investment that you use, and uh, what is your? Um, do you have like a production schedule, like month and ahead, like a year and ahead? Right. How do you create this uh, right this system? Right now, I'm just using my Apple iPhone. Okay. I on the camera portion, you, there's a video, so I just take videos of myself, mm-hmm. um, and I hope to do one blog, video, podcast per week, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get 20 created okay. before I before I go live, before I publish. Before you publish. Yes. Okay. And what is your, like, the top three things to do? Let's say we are right. at I'll, that I'll, point I'll, once you have 20. Top three things you, you will, you have to do, like, in, the, in order or, you know, 
just make sure that those three things are five right. things, whatever you what, want. Writing the content is really, really, really easy for me. It's talking it about is. my collectible stuff, stuff mm-hmm. that I love and that I mm-hmm. know very well. So that part's very easy. Mm-hmm. It's just more dealing with the technical portion of it. Like what? Uh, just <laughs> when you take a video, do you have the, the good lighting? Do you have good audio? Yeah. What do you, what's your presentation look like? Is it polished or is it not? Okay. Uh, dealing with the particulars of producing a video. I'm still learning about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when, once I get the cycle going, um, I'd like to build off, uh, for instance, one of the things I'll, I'll talk about, the, the one I'm working on this week is money management. Mm-hmm. One way to save money to get money to buy collectibles is, number one, pay off your credit card each month. If you look at last year's credit card statement, it will show you how much interest you, pay, yeah. you paid. Could you use another $500? Yes. Could you use another $1,000? Yes. Absolutely. Everybody can. Absolutely. So that simple tip, if you just yeah. pay off your credit card every month, you will have extra money at the end of the year to buy stuff, to buy collectibles. Okay. So it's very common sense, right. stuff like that. And then a lot of my customers are older individuals. They don't know how to sign up for eBay. They don't know how to sign up for Facebook. Mm -hmm. I create very short 10 to 15 minute instructional videos on how to do that. And at first, the video blog podcast content is for free. Mm -hmm. Then you go on and you make more advanced online training courses. Mm -hmm. Then I would like, as my content, my viewer content makes, you create paid online courses. Mm And then you do a one-month business mentoring uh, club. Okay. And then you have boot camps. And finally, you have uh, maybe a, a very personal relationship, business relationship with customers on how to grow their collectible business. Okay. So that's kind of my, my end goal in a, in a revenue stream. I, I like it. Uh, one of the initial questions I have, where do you find your customers? How yeah. do you find them? Do they find you because of your, I mean, like, right. this, this events that invited you to speak, how do they find you? I'm, I, I'm curious. Right. I'm always curious about that. Uh, again, at the beginning of the podcast, I said there are approximately 75,000 registered Disney pin traders. 70, I don't know where they are, but they're They're all over the place. Yeah. And I, my, my, my customer base will be built off of one-on-one Meetings, one-on-one personal relationships. At the pin trading shows, there are shows in Orlando uh, once a month. Really? Where several hundred people get together and they trade pins. Mm -hmm. So you go to the show and you meet each individual person and you get to know them. And then the the Disney conferences, Mm -hmm. there's one in August in Orlando. There's one in California in the spring. Mm -hmm. About 2,000 people show up to those. So you go to those and you meet them. And then there are other conventions. There's a large Star Wars weekend celebration convention. And then in Orlando, we have a, a comic book convention called Megacon, yes. where 70,000 people show up. So I go to conventions, and it's all word of mouth. It's all grassroots. It's all meeting people, talking to them, and directing traffic to, to my website. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, um, that's passion, isn't it? Yes. That's passion. I mean, uh, 
to that's hard work too. Uh, I the reason I know because I'm in business too. I'm a, right. I'm a, a business coach and I help businesses and uh, business owners with speaking and presentation things like that. It's hard work. It, it's hard work. I'm in I'm in it for the long term. Yes. I don't need instant gratification. If I don't make a dollar in five years, it doesn't matter. A lot of this content that I'm creating, it's for myself. It's right. it's uh, it's fun. So eventually, people will come to the website. Eventually, people will discover me, and uh, there'll be a tipping point where the critical you, mass. You, you kind of become yeah mm-hmm. uh, famous in your own uh, group. Mm-hmm. Are you do you feel that you're reaching that? You feel that you're close, and what can you do better? Again, it's it. I I am known. I'm known as that vintage pin guy, the guy that collects the old pins. The so I am pin. known. Okay. And uh, I have gotten some exposure, but I could do so much more. And again, it's just uh, creating a website and and writing a book. Okay. Uh, I know we're coming to a close of this uh, wonderful interview, uh, and I like because a lot of my listeners are aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners and who are interested interested to learn how they can better themselves right and how they can grow their business and just become better right right so i found similarities doesn't matter what business you in we all experience uh, those growing pains and then we're learning yes the, 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 the steep learning curve right so right that's what that's the common bond and right. that's what i love um, so what's next and where can we find you and for people who want to connect with you? Right. I can be found at VintagePinGuy at Yahoo.com. My website and books, are I'm still developing those. So they'll come out in, in, in the near future, probably by the end of the year. Okay. Well, thank you so much, uh, Chris. It was a pleasure to have you. I learned so much. And I uh, in the future... We'll have a follow-up interview when your book is coming out. That'd be and fantastic. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah, so we yeah. can talk. And I want to learn about the lessons and what did you do and the embarrassments yeah. and failures and lessons because that's I, what I'm really I after. will have all that. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to speak brave. Um, like, share, subscribe, comment. I appreciate every one of you. And I cannot wait to get uh, some feedback from you and your and your and your response so thank you everyone and don't forget to speak brave